Welcome to Swarupa Vidya Ashram. My name is Swami Nirmalananda. Each audio is a discourse that I offered at a satsang, a free meditation program, and was followed by meditation. These teachings address the underlying questions of life. Who am I? Why am I here? How do I do what I came here to do? I went to my guru with these same questions while he gave me the teachings I share here. Most importantly, he gave me the inner experience they describe. This is why I teach, to share the same with you, both the theory and the inner experience of your own inherent divinity. The bliss of consciousness is your birthright. Meditate and discover that you are greater than you could ever imagine. Om Namah Shivaya Gurave Satchidananda Murtaye Nisprapanchaya Shantaya Niralambaya Tejase Muktanandaya Gurave Shisha Samsara Harane Bhakta Kayaika Dehaya Namaste Chitsaratmane Eta Bejagatameva Samsara Nava Setave Rabhave Saiva Vidyanam Shambhave Gurave Namaha Guru Brahma Guru Vishnu Guru Devo Maheshwara Guru Sakshat Parabrahma Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Om Svarupa Swasvabhava Namo Namaha Om I bow to my own self. I bow to my Baba's own self. I bow to his Baba's own self. I bow to your own self. The one reality being all is being you, your own self, O Shiva. Again and again I bow. Om Swarupa Swaswa Bhava Namo Namah. Two options. Sometimes you just can't see past your nose. You get caught up in the drama du jour. Nothing else exists for you until it passes. It may be only a few hours or a few days. Some dramas last a lot longer. One of the meditative systems that has become well-known in the West is to live in the now, that you're never hearkening back to the past nor projecting into the future. The beauty of the now is that it's timeless. For when I say now, that now is already gone, and we're in a new now. 
now is another now, and now is a new one. It's a moving moment of pure timelessness. It's like getting on a moving merry-go-round. There's a trick to it. Unfortunately, many who try this practice are focusing on their needs and fears in the current moment. Right now, I have a problem. And right now, I still have a problem. And now, and now, and now, I still have this problem. You're looking at your limitations. You're not looking at who's looking. The point of this practice and of any meditative practice is to help you see that you are the seer, not the things you are seeing. Yes, I will agree, it's likely true that you have some problems. Again, I will call them the drama du jour. I don't mean that they're insignificant, I mean they are du jour for today. You may even wake up tomorrow morning right in the middle of the same drama and have a whole new perspective on it. You might see that it's not quite as life-threatening as you first thought. Or maybe meditation will give you a new perspective. That's the point. That you get to where you can see past your nose. Except when you're looking inside, what's behind your nose? You're delving inward. Not just physically, but into the meta greater than mere physicality of your own beingness. And when you see that you are the seer, everything looks different. My Baba described it so well. For the embodied soul, there are only two possibilities. One is the state of bondage, in which he loses the awareness of his nature, his glory, his power of understanding, and becomes contracted. He feels, I am small, I am a sinner, I am subject to birth and death. His own outlook is the thing that shrinks him day by day. As he meditates on and ponders his own limitations, he becomes completely bound. The other possibility is the state of absolute freedom. By the grace of the Guru, a person's inner Shakti is awakened through the process of Shaktipat. Unfolding, his Shakti fills him with consciousness. And gradually, he is freed from cravings and desires, the pull of the sense organs, and from all limited states. He achieves total union with the Supreme Self. You've got two options. One takes you into the grave. The other sets you free. As long as you are meditating on your limitations, you're speeding your journey to the grave. And when you meditate on your divine essence, you are moment by moment setting yourself free. Now, I do have to add that when you meditate on your divine essence, you will still die. But your life will be fuller, richer, happier, and more meaningful until that time. And your death will be an exalted death, 
as you merge into the light of consciousness that you already are. Let me go through this again. Baba says that your own outlook is the thing that shrinks you day by day. You meditate on your limitations, which makes you feel small. You shrink into yourself. Even your body shrinks as you age. If you're too young for this to seem real to you, just look at your parents and the other elders in your family. They're showing you where you're headed. That is, if you live your life the way they lived theirs. Here's the reality, unfortunately. When you're focused on your limitations, as most people are, you don't wait for life to pound you down. You pound yourself down with your own mind. You can create so many illnesses with your mind. Western medicine calls them lifestyle diseases. They include heart disease, stroke, type 2 diabetes, and likely Alzheimer's, arthritis, asthma, cancer, colitis, irritable bowel syndrome, hypertension, osteoporosis, depression, and more. What are you doing to yourself? Your poor body. This option takes you into the grave. Fast. Your other option? To be alive. To live in an inner expansiveness. To shine with the light of consciousness. All you have to do is turn your mind toward the consciousness that you are. As you turn your mind toward your inherent limitlessness, something happens. You get the immediate result. Well, almost immediate. That you feel light, joyful, and expansive. And the long-term result is that you feel light, joyful, and expansive all the time. Freedom, it's called. Moksha. When your inner state is steady, based in the dimensionless, limitless expansiveness of your own divine essence, you face life head on. You don't manufacture problems, but you don't run from them either. And everything that comes to you, you embrace with your heart as well as with your mind. Okay, this is what we're doing. Your answers come from an inner depth that gives you wisdom on the go. This is the second of your two possibilities. Number one, you can meditate on your limitations. You know how to do this. Or number two, you can meditate on your divinity. In either case, life goes on. The dramas du jour will come, and they will go. But you'll be consciousness while you're dealing with them. You'll be the seer, the one who sees all that there is to see. You are the seer, the knower, the beer. You are your own self. One of the sutras that underscores Baba's teachings is from Patanjali's Yoga Sutras, Chapter 4, Sutra 20. Being both the seen and the seer at the same time is impossible. 
being both the seen and the seer at the same time is impossible. You will either be lost in the objects in your mind, herein called the seen. The sage knows that you bring something to your mind and then you get lost in it. I am my mind. I am this object in my mind. Oh, no. You will be the seen or the seer. When you're the seer, you are the one who sees the object, the situation, the person. You are the one who is looking through your own eyes. Your eyes are merely a window through which you see outward. But who is the one who's seeing? You are the one divine reality masquerading as an individual. You are greater than your mind. The seer, the beer, the self. You can't have it both ways. You are the seen or you are the seer. You get to choose. And it's a moment-to-moment choice. Why? Because your mind is tricky. It will try to catch you and entangle you in things again. You want to be the seer? You want the bliss of the self? Okay, so how do you get there? Baba makes that clear in this passage. You get there by grace. You ask for help, and you get it. Divine help. It's an intercession. And you need it. It's where Patanjali starts in his first few sutras that your mind needs help. Yoga is the stilling of the mind's activities. Yoga's chitta vritti nirodaha. Yoga Sutras 1.2. Yoga is the stilling of the mind's activities. You actually have to intervene in your mind's activities and still your mind. And you need help to do this. So you ask for help. Now, who can help you with your mind? Only the maker of the mind. Only God. The good news is if you ask for help, you get it. No strings attached. And if you don't ask for help, sometimes you get it anyway. Grace is so benevolent. God is always here, right here, both outside as well as inside. You just haven't been paying attention. Now, if the help you want is with your drama du jour, Grace will give you that. Just ask. It's a puny request and one that will be fulfilled. It's very well known. In fact, that's the starting point of the 12-step systems that you ask for help. Oh, wait. It's not just step one, it's steps one, two, and three. So how important is it to ask for divine help? But yoga recommends a bigger ask. Ask for help with the cause of the problem, not just the symptoms. The drama du jour is a symptom that you're focusing on your limitations again. You're lost in your mind again. 
But the cause is that you don't know the greater reality within. So yoga says what you need is the inner knowing of your own being. You are the seer, not the seen. You are the one who sees through your eyes, who bees the being that you are. To know, to truly know your own essence and beingness, O Shiva, depends on an inner opening. Shaktipat gives you this inner opening, an inner awakening, the inner awakening that awakens your own consciousness to rise, to uplift you, to transform you completely. This is why Baba said about your two options, that number two, freedom, comes by grace. The second possibility is the state of absolute freedom. By the grace of the Guru, Baba said, a person's inner Shakti is awakened through the process of Shaktipat. Your inner light becomes an amped up, arising inner light. Instead of like an ordinary candle, your inner light is like a Roman candle, one that is ever blasting forth. It never dies out, for it shines with the light of consciousness. You shine with the light of consciousness. Baba explains more, giving you yoga's great promise, blossoming forth within. Your own shakti, your own energy fills you with consciousness and gradually frees you from cravings and desires. Blossoming forth from within, your own shakti fills you with consciousness and gradually frees you from cravings and desires. Gradually, huh? Gradually means it's a process. You're in that process now. Things that used to mean everything to you just don't have the same power over you anymore. In ordinary life, you outgrow things. Once you're awakened by Shaktipat, you outgrow things faster. And you grow into your own self in a whole new way. I was delighted when a yogi posted online recently that she had some time free one afternoon So she decided to do more yoga. She'd already done her morning practice with poses and yogic breathing, as well as our meditation club, but she had free time. So she did more poses, more yogic breathing, chanting, as well as another meditation. How do you think she felt? How would you feel? Yeah, you already know that this stuff. And I could make the point that you should do more yoga, but you've heard me say that before. The point I'm making is that she made a different choice than she had in the past. I don't know what she used to do with her free time. Go out for a drive, call a friend, clean the basement, bake a pie. I mean, these are all wonderful options, but her choice amongst all of these And her many other options, she wanted to do more yoga. That wasn't true for her last week or last month. Her preferences are changing gradually. 
Yes, she's gotten Shaktipat several times, but now she's making different choices. She's choosing to feel better in a way that only yoga can make you feel whole, full, perfect, holy, embodied consciousness. This is the reality of who you really are, O Shiva. It's about cultivating consciousness. There comes a point where you prefer consciousness to the many forms of unconsciousness you can find or create. This is why Baba said you've got two options, focused on your limitations, marching into the grave, or focusing on your own divine essence, getting progressively more and more free. If you've got options, you've got choices. Who makes the choices? Who chooses? That would be you. Moment to moment, you're choosing who you want to be. It's in the now, yes. It's in your body, yes. It's in your breath, yes. You can use any of these as a pathway to finding your own self, but mantra is the most powerful. Why? Because it's your mind that pulls you out of self and back into the mud pit of your limitations. So your mind needs help. And the mantra is consciousness in a form specifically designed to transform your mind. So your mind becomes a field of consciousness that is filled with the light of consciousness. And you know where that light is shining from. The source is your own self. Om Swarupa Swaswa Bhava Namo Namaha.